Hi, this is AJ Bingham with BG Media Group. We are excited to share our first podcast collaboration with Austin Real Estate Insider, Jan Buholtz. Titled Heartbeat of the City, in this three-part pilot series, Jan will share her industry knowledge and exclusive insights. Share your thoughts on this podcast on our website at www.bgmediagp.com. Hello, Jan. We're back again on the second podcast. I'm delighted to be here. And so for this one, we want to talk about who's really making a splash in Austin as the big up-and-comers in the real estate industry. And so, to take it away, who do you really see making their name for themselves? I um, have been watching several groups really make a splash since I moved here in 2012. Uh, first up, Rob Gandy and Bobby Dillard. They were one of the first people I interviewed. And they were doing just like the second level of a historic building at 3rd and Congress. And since that time, they have skyrocketed to being a major player locally. They're, they're just delivering 3rd and Shoal, which Facebook has um, rented almost 100%. So, you know, they went from this little renovation of a historic property to building a full-fledged Class A office tower in downtown in about six years' time. So you just got to believe these guys have got something on the ball. Plus, now they've bought the property um, just to the southeast of the Capitol that was owned by the Episcopal Church. So they'll be developing that land in the next few years. They are really major players. They amaze me. They've, they've done some incredible things. The other person that has really struck me is Nate Paul, World Class Capital. I met him shortly after I got here, and and he was one of these kids that started building his business back in college. He was doing fix and flips, and then he started buying storage units, and I don't know how he's pulled it off. I really don't know, but he has built property or bought properties all across the country. He's got this great village value storage, self-storage company. And he's bought properties in just several major markets, but what he's done in Austin is pretty amazing. He has bought major pieces of land downtown and several up north. He, He just gave me a little bit of background about his latest purchase, which is up at the Arboretum. I hope to write about that today. And so he's got these big properties wrapped up. Now, where he hasn't done much is in development other than self-storage. What he's going to do with these properties is going to be very interesting to watch. He's also one of those people who insists that he is going to bring a true Major League Sports team to town. Not soccer. He's talking basketball, football, hockey, or baseball. So if he can pull that off, he is really going to be well known in town. He's one to watch because he's a big thinker. Um, then in in home building, 
PSW Homes was created by Anthony Cielo and Ryan Dippenrock. And they have done some very hard projects and infill sites that are really making neighborhoods better, I think. And, you know, uh, just answering the call to different housing. They do uh, both single-family detached. They do apartments. They do condos. They're very versatile. Now they're going into other markets. These guys really have a passion, and they deliver a good product. So I have high hopes for them. There's two other people I want to mention. They work for big companies, but they are overseeing some of the biggest developments Austin's ever seen. Adam Nims with Trammel Crow, he has done that whole green water treatment uh, redo with uh, Austin proper, the uh, new... Um, office tower there the north shore apartments it it was very complicated and he has kept this moving forward he's a young guy and he has a lot to offer so and now they're doing block 71 that'll be his next major project that's right there on 6th in colorado on behalf of ut they have a ground lease there so he's he's got it going on. And then Seth Johnston. I, I don't think a lot of people know Seth outside of the real estate community, but he's with Lincoln Property. And now they are the developers of the parcel south of um, the Republic Square Park. And then they are doing this huge multi-use project at the northwest corner of Guadalupe and West 6th Street. That's going to be humongous. And those plans are all coming together. That is going through the pipeline. So then Lincoln Property is really going to have its mark on the city. They did 5th and uh, Colorado. That turned out to be a great office building. Industrious is in there. A lot of companies in there. So... Those those guys really are putting their imprint on Austin. I will say Endeavor Real Estate Group as a whole has done incredible things. They've, they've built the domain, basically. But they have a very egalitarian culture. So there isn't one person that rises to the top of, oh, yeah, he did that, he did that. And a lot of the people that were really kind of the responsible parties were the original principals, and they're getting older. They could be working another 20 years, but the young guys, I think they kind of are part of apprentices to the principals. So we'll see who rises to the top. They certainly have incredible experience in um, development company-wide. So we'll see that. Um, as I had mentioned when we were talking off um, off the mic, what kind of makes me really sad as I present these people as the up-and-comers is 
We don't have any minorities represented. We don't have any women represented. And I know there are women, young women in town who are really doing some great things, mostly as brokers, but they are sort of in uh, positions underneath gentlemen who own the companies. Uh, I will say Amanda swore with Drenner Group. She has handled the entitlements on some huge projects. So she's she's got some great background there. Um, and Emily Chenevert here at ABOR um, does she she's risen to the top and she will have an incredible impact. And she's a young woman there. There are women poised to make a huge difference. We'll just see how it all pans out over time. Uh, in the minority community, I'm, I'm more concerned Nikel Mead, she's certainly made her um, presence known in the entitlement business and with Rika, and so she's a, a really great role model there. But I'm waiting to say which women get into development, open their own brokerage firm, and are named to, um, you know, be the chair of RECA or something. We, we need to see more women and more minorities make a mark. So I know that Nate Paul is of Indian heritage. Why do you think there's not more minorities in this industry? I it, it is kind of an industry-wide thing um, that minorities and um, women are not well re represented. That that has been a problem in real estate in this country for years. However, I have seen certain markets, naturally in New York, but when I was in Denver, we had astoundingly gifted people. One of my sort of people I have at, on a pedestal is Susan Powers, who's a developer in Denver. So I've seen women you know, break that ceiling and um, make a difference. Because here's the thing, both women and minorities bring a different approach to development. We need that. You know, it's funny how um, housing and design are so driven in you know, the, just their creative way by women and minorities, and yet they're not represented in development, which we need that creativity desperately. We need that way of thinking that's different. So, man, if there is ever an industry where we need different viewpoints, different cultural backgrounds, it's real estate. So we were talking a little bit about the show about my actual cultural background as a Japanese female and how in my culture we really value apprenticeship and mentoring and really fostering the next generation in our crafts. Where do you think mentorship plays a role in this community? I think we need more of it. I definitely do. 
I also think this culture, of course, I'm an older woman, but and, and I have noticed that I've been kind of discounted lately. People who don't know me when I'm out eating or stuff. And I think this is a problem with our whole country is there needs to be more respect of all age groups working together, the honoring of the older people and seeking their opinion and asking for guidance and thought and the older people being willing to do that. So that needs to be revisited. It probably isn't going to look like the apprenticeships that you had in a barn or a stable and learning how to do horseshoes and that kind of stuff or or even Japanese pottery, that ceramics that go back thousands of years. But there has to be a better way for these different generations to learn from each other and to work together and to just deliver better development, better solutions for housing, better solutions for transportation. I don't think, I think we're talking a lot but I don't think we're working a lot. So I just hope that these new people, like the ones that I said, the up-and-comers, will really work to with other people for the greater good. I just think we need to work on that. And then going off that note, how do you think these up-and-comers can be more involved in the community and have more of a presence within Austin as they gain their recognition? I I hope they do. I, I know one thing that is right now very difficult, and that's that in Austin we're going 24-7. This industry, this real estate, this growth, it is so demanding. So a lot of these people are just too busy. They are too busy. They've got families. They're they're not playing a role in public policy. They're not real involved in charity. Things that would have happened 20, 30, 40 years ago. There isn't enough time. I actually think a recession or a retraction in our economy would be the healthiest thing that could happen right now for a lot of reasons. But I hope that these people, and there's many more, I just pulled out some that are really changing the face of Austin in development and real estate investment. But I hope that we can get a little bit of a slowdown so that the younger people, the millennials, um, and even the next younger generation can play a role in government, public policy, charity. Gosh, we need so much in this town. We're we're not just a second-tier city anymore. We... We are the big time, but we need a lot more in terms of not just volunteerism or throwing some donations, but actually playing a role. 
So I hope all these gentlemen and the women that are going to, you know, rise to the surface will make that part of their goals to make an impact, you know, either politically or charitably, whatever. I think it's interesting that you brought up the need for another recession. One of the things we talked about before the show is how each of these up-and-comers that you've specifically listed really excelled post the last recession and that they kind of gained their name after 2009. Why do you think that is? What did they really do positively in the community in Austin or however in their industry since the last recession? I think some of this was luck. Um, Their timing was great. There was just an opportunity. In fact, Rob and Bobby initially started out doing distressed properties. And they weren't in Austin too much. They were in, in South Texas. But that's how they were learning the business. What happened was this unbelievable, unprecedented growth. And I would venture to say there are few cities in the world that have experienced the transformation and growth that Austin has, definitely in the U.S. So it's all, you know, new territory, new conditions. So all of these people really benefited from the fact that this economy just went, (laughs) we're going to see who can continue to perform. Like with Adam and Seth, they are really working for companies that are big and have a a lot of momentum. I think they'll be fine. But the rest of these folks are will likely be challenged by a recession. I think they're all extremely capable. I think Nate Paul, since he hasn't done development and he's just holding on to land, that is a harder thing to get through during a recession. He may have he may have something up his sleeve about how to respond in a recession, um, but we need to slow down a little bit. I think a lot of these answers to the problems we're facing, they are very hard to solve when we're trying to multitask and solve so much at once. I think we're all a little burnout and tired, and so a retraction would be good, but. I honestly don't see it. We've been hearing economists say over and over, yes, in the next 12 months, 12 months comes, we're still going. And now the construction permits that have been pulled in the last six months, unbelievable, as strong as ever, maybe stronger than before. So we'll see. That's that's probably my uh, profound statement is, We'll see. Well, it sounds like these up-and-comers have a lot of exciting things coming forth. Just to close off the show, what do you really want the industry to see and look for in the next generation of up-and-comers? Whether it's the five, the eight, seven that you mentioned, sorry, or just any in general. I, I really hope that the people, the, the Gary Farmers of Austin, who's probably been the most impactful 
single person, I think Kurt Watson too, on Austin's success and growth. I hope that they will come behind and just support the new people, not by giving them a a to-do list or do it my way, but just encourage them to be involved and not be afraid to take a stand. I I do see some reticence in the younger generation. I don't want to stick my neck out or, um, you know, that's just not me. We need some people to stick the neck, their necks out to get some stuff done. And so I just hope that that dynamic is forthcoming in that these younger people get the message, yeah, you need to do more than build buildings and buy buildings. You need to be part of building the city's future. Well, if the up-and-comers have as much passion for the industry as you do, I think we have a very promising future ahead. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jan. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to this episode of Heartbeat of the City. We welcome your comments and ratings on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, as well as reviews on our website at www.bgmediagp.com.